Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your post-impact wrestling show. It's November 3rd, 2022. I am Joel Pearl. I am joined, as always, with the wonderful, the talented, my rider, die my favorite KYN co-host that I don't actually host a show with. <laughs> I got Cresta Star. Cresta, how are you? Apparently, I got stabbed on the way here, um, but I'm okay. I'm living. I had a good time, as you said earlier today on KYN. And Impact, what a heckin' show tonight. What a show. What a show. Absolutely. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. I, I'm I'm inching closer to uh, new surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, soon, I was telling you, soon people will see uh, a new shiny bright new background when i'm streaming or live here on fifle.com or anywhere else that you find me uh so i'm looking forward to that i'm also looking forward to monday when sean ross sap drops his feature on casey navarro uh, a standout independent wrestler that uh, sean has been he's spoken to, to casey in person he's spoken to wrestlers from aw from wwe from all across the gamut of wrestling all about Casey's rise. Uh, so go check that out. That's going to drop on Monday here on Fightful.com. There is so much news, so much stuff coming out. So check that out. And of course, we'll talk about Fightful Select. And of course, we'll talk about this show. We're going to talk about all this other stuff. And yes, I actually love this comment in the chat. By the <laughs> way, chat, hello, how are you? You do risk getting stabbed when scratching your nose with a fork. Um, These allegations against me are not true. And to quote Rick Ross, accusations. <laughs> can't yell here damn it we had one hell of a show tonight for impact wrestling yes i really enjoyed that before we get all started up if you're here live in the chat like i said hello how are you good to see you drop a thumbs up here on the video if you're watching after the fact we appreciate that too uh you can go ahead you can donate a super chat here at the live show youtube.com slash fightful that little dollar sign you click that and any question or statement gets read on the air by donating any amount i think it starts like a dollar and it goes from there depending on where you live and also we have our humper chats where you can go to humperchats.com same thing any amount we'll read your question or statement on the air cresta do the thing where they tell you about the thing 
You go over to humperchats.com. You put in any amount. Like Joel said, we'll read your question on air. We get to keep a little bit more of the apportion. And everyone's happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. We're happy. And we get to come to you more Thursday. Every day there's a Thursday, there's a Joel Pearl and a Crest of Star with your Humper Chats. Good stuff. I like that one. That's probably your best one yet. I appreciate that one. Off the cuff. Uh, Philly76 gets us started with a super chat. Great show tonight and even yes. more stack show next week. Hope you both enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed Impact Wrestling this week. Uh, there was so much going on. There was so much fun stuff in the back and the matches, they almost all delivered for me. How did you feel overall about the show, Cresta? From BTI to the end of this show, I was thoroughly sports entertained. I messaged Joel offline on Twitter. I was like, bro, I don't have any notes for the main event. Cause I was just sitting there like this, like, this is so good. This is so good. Like impact tonight. You did that girl. And I wonder if this was filmed on Halloween. There's a lot of like Halloweeny things going on, but if it was trick or treat, we all got treated tonight. It was really good. It was really good. It was taped the week before Halloween, the weekend okay. before, the 22nd, okay. 23rd, I think it was. So uh, they were at Samstown in Vegas. Uh, you know that they were in Vegas because George Iceman told us that Eddie Edwards was in the desert, the site of the tapings, to face off against PCO because Honor No More is no more. It's finished. It's done. And PCO is to blame. Iceman with the scoops. I'm tired of PCO taking the rap for this. There was a, if I'm being as fair as I can to honor no more, there were a lot of problems. And honestly, PCO was the least of them. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because PCO's dead. Spoiler alert. We're going to get to that in a few minutes, won't we? Instead, <laughs> let's continue on BTI. We were talking that was a good opening match. Yuya Yumura on excursion, taking on PJ Black, the former Justin Gabriel. Uh, Scott Tamora joins commentary again. I love it. Uh, someone in the crowd, when you can, when it's suddenly so quiet, you can hear a pin drop in the crowd. And I don't know if you heard this because I had to have like my headphones on and like switch mm-hmm. to my ears. Someone yells out in the crowd, "Come on, Justin Gabriel!" And PJ Black yells something back that gets bleeped out. And I don't know what it was. If you heard it, I'd love to hear it in the chat or in the comments here at YouTube.com/slash/fightful. Uh, either way, a solid match. Obviously, PJ Black just doesn't want to be known by his WWE name. But at one point, Black goes for. Uh, this moonsault, he wallops Yuya. I don't think Yuya knew what was coming. Ends up folding Yuya Yumura in half. Looked really painful, looked really weird. But otherwise, uh, Black gets the win, does his crucifix bomb, kind of weird version of it, and uh, gets the pin. So PJ Black advances to take on Black Taurus. What do you think of the match, Cresta? Never saw PJ Black wrestle before. I didn't even know who he was in WWE. Right. So he, um, he doesn't exist. So this is my first outing with him. I... Always, 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 always love a wrestler who does bully tactics. When he had you and Mora up in the arm stretch and he was taking his elbow like, mm, no. only thing that had been better in that moment is you gave him a wedgie. I was here for it. I was legitimately surprised, though, that he won. The way you has been winning left and right on impact, I thought for sure they were going to give it to him. But when he won, I was like, oh, okay. And tonight, like I always say, impact has a theme. And that was true. Truly the theme of the night was bamboozle. And that's where the first bamboozle happened. I literally thought Yomar was going to win. And when he didn't, I was like, okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. Generally, when they bring in a special guest like PJ Black or Bobby Fish, they Mm -hmm. don't have them lose. 
they'll let they'll let them have a bit of a shine on their way through. And for me, it felt like Yuya is still learning. He's still figuring it out. Uh, again, we talk about it week after week, the crossbody being his finish. It's not just the crossbody. He's starting to add more moves to his repertoire. So soon he might actually have a different finishing maneuver. And for me, Yuya not winning just means he's still learning and he's mm. taking on a, a veteran in PJ Black. PJ Black's been around the industry for, God, 15 years or so, maybe more. So it was a really... Uh, a good story about veteran and rookie. So I didn't mind having black get the win. And now it's going to be PJ black versus black Taurus. And that's going to be a fun match to try and talk through when it happens. <laughs> you make a good point. Commentary was putting over the fact that PJ black is a veteran, that PJ black does have all this experience. And you know, Morris here, you know, on excursion from the young lions, or I think they say he was formerly a young lion or whatever it was. So that does make sense. And for next week, it's going to be black on black on black. <laughs> it's going to be black versus, Versus black versus black versus black. <laughs> you love to see it. Uh, no. Uh, and yes, apparently what it may have been said was <laughs> real effing funny coming from PJ Black to the fan. Mm. That's fine by me. Honestly, it's not like he was you know, saying like, shut the F up or anything like that. Real yeah. effing funny is probably the best way to shut down a heckler if someone's going to be like going for you for your WWE name. Cute. Anyway, uh, good match to open up. BTI seems to continue that string of really solid matches to get yeah. you excited for Impact. Let's dig right into impact. Edward Edwards is in the desert, just like George Iceman told us he would be. He says, honor no more his sand, but not Edwards. <laughs> like what? I don't know what we were doing. Thousands of people are buried in the desert. So let's add another. So Eddie challenges PCO to come to the desert and face him tonight. I don't know how PCO found out that he was being challenged because eventually he makes it, but we'll get there in a little bit. First, we got to talk about Speedball, Mike Bailey and Kenny King in the other match in the X division tournament. Oh, I enjoyed this one better than when Bailey was X division champion. And we talked about Kenny King and Mike Bailey having a match and we didn't love it as much, or at least I didn't mm-hmm. love it as much mm-hmm. this time. It felt bigger. The time it felt like there were stakes that suddenly were bigger than the X division title around someone's waist. It wasn't, it was about the X division championship, but it was both men going for a X division title that isn't around the other's waist. If that makes yeah. sense. So the yeah. stakes were different, and as a result, the match was different, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, tell me what you thought, and and we'll get to the ending. So to me, this is a match in two parts. I will say the first time they did wrestle, I felt that that was more of an X Division match. I felt Kenny King was trying to match Speedball and Mike Bailey. In the beginning of this match, I'm not going to hold you, and I hate complaining because I love Impact for everything they do, but the wrestling felt a little clunky, especially when he went to go out of the bottom of the ring to do uh, like a baseball side. It kind of felt wrestled by numbers, and I hate saying that because I love them. But after that moment, it became Kenny King saying, screw that. I'm going to power move you, Mike Bailey. Every time Mike Bailey tried to get fast, Kenny King would power move him. And I think his cockiness got the best of him. Again, I was bamboozled. I thought, okay, Impact Wrestling, Kenny King is in his hometown. Kenny King's going to get a win. And when that didn't happen, I was like... I'm not mad at the finish because I think that Kenny King is a phenomenal wrestler and so is Mike Bailey. But I see, I can see Kenny King saying, screw that. Also, I wonder if that was Kenny King's original music before Honor No More, because I really liked it. I think it was, or at least part of his Ring of Honor music. Uh, at yeah. one point. I, I, I always know the K-I-N-G King. I always know that opening from, uh, yeah. from this time. Uh, again, such a solid match. I love Speedball going for that around the world kick that we talk about. And then he turns it, uh, it, it gets turned into a T-bone suplex into a tiger driver from Kenny King. Yeah. And then Bailey gets a shock victory 
doing a reverse roll up and roll through on Kenny King wins the match. Whatever's next, they they started talking about a commentary how Kenny King is no longer part of Honor No More. Honor No More doesn't exist. So now Kenny King wants to see through his story, as it were, in the X Division. He says he has yeah. unfinished business in the X Division. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And if Kenny King is going to stick around for a little while longer, this is probably the best play for him, I think. No, absolutely. I think that even if Kenny King goes to the X Division and then maybe chooses an option C, eventually winning it, I'd be interested to see where it goes from here because it was a solid match. It was really nice to see Kenny King slow down the match, especially against someone like a speedball who's known for that ah, 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 and their ultimate weapon in your pins. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if whoever wins this tournament turns around and says, Hey, Scott, option C, <laughs> lol. <laughs> Scott's just like, No, this, this sucks. Stop option C. And they just cut it off altogether. He's like, You know what? You guys don't know how to act. I'm taking it away. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed without supper. But I, I don't think that's what we're going to do. I think whoever wins the X Division title is going to mm-hmm. carry it through a story. And right now, I, I, I think you and I are a lot closer to getting our. Uh, our little conversation that we had about the exhibition tournament, I think a lot of our predictions might be coming true and we're going to talk about it when we get to overdrive uh, and we do the post show for overdrive on November 18th or 19th, whichever day we're going to do that post show. And we'll talk about uh, how close we were or how far we were from Mm. the finals of that X division tournament. Uh, We'll go backstage. Josh Alexander's talking with motor city machine guns, putting over Aussie open because motor city machine guns have faced Aussie open in impact and also now in New Japan, where they are the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Champions, our Motor City Machine Guns. Let's run that back at Overdrive. Anyway, they talk about Bully Ray. Machine Guns are saying, hey, listen, we had Team 3D in their retirement match, and look what happened. They didn't retire. And then Saban defeated Bully Ray for the Impact World title. Basically, all this to say, don't trust Billy. Bully. Don't trust Billy either. I don't know who Billy is. Don't trust Billy. But don't trust Bully. Cresta, at this point, like every wrestler should just walk up to Josh and Josh should say, I know, don't trust Bully. I get it. Like, shut up and then just walk away. That's all it is, right? The impact editors are shady. If let's <laughs> say if we're taking professional wrestling as is, just just I don't know what my conspiracy theory hat is. I already have one on, so just work with me here. If we're taking it as is, y'all are so shady for editing that. And I think the impact moment of the week was like right next or something like that. And then they show Bully Ray screwed over Jeff Hardy. We get it. If I'm Bully Ray, I'm like I want to form a complaint because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm tired of getting you know saying that I'm going to screw people over, but. You're going to screw some. You're going to screw him over. I've seen that stupid moment a billion times when they were on Twitter. They would show that one every single. It was that Bully Ray turn in the cage Mm. against uh, Jeff Hardy and like all the Aces needs come out and they turn on him and yada yada. And then Hogan's there just like, brother, no, brother. And yeah, I've seen that a hundred million times. So when they showed it again, I was just like, pass just keep going please just pass forward don't trust bully ray and apparently now we have to trust bully ray because now they're just hitting it way too hard right it's strange no i mean like if i was josh alexander to a a small extent i would feel offended because this is like eddie edwards all over again you're gonna need a friend eddie edwards beat it nerd and i like oh don't trust bully Ray. okay i watch the product i love this product i watch the i know don't trust him Am I missing something? Am I in Inception? Is it, it, What am I missing here? Are you guys telling me that Eddie Edwards is right and you're all... I know, Bully Ray, you can't be trusted. Come on. 
if this turns into Edward Edwards was right, no. I would agree with it. I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That might be oh, funny. We got to talk about this funny. one. Emmy Sulko saying, don't trust Billy Joel. First of all, Billy Joel is one of my favorite musicians, not just because we share a, a similar name. I just love his music. I love his, I love everything he does. But anyway, I can trust Billy Joel. Because if you can't trust Billy Joel, then whom can you trust? I feel like I know a Billy Joel song. Wait, wait, don't tell me. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, that's piano. Okay. Everyone okay. knows that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the dude is from your the town you live in. How do you not? Well, he's from he's from Long Island, but like we don't know. we don't claim we don't that. acknowledge it. I, know, I get that. I, I get it. He does a residency at Madison Square Garden. How can you not like what what is with you? You should be a big Billy Joel fan based on your location. You know what? Big us Billy Joel. I'm a big Billy Joel fan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Billy Joel, Crest of Stars, number one fan, and vice versa. Period. Period. Yes. Well, we're all fans of Giselle Shaw, who's backstage handing out photos of herself with the knockouts title last week from the match. I love that they're they're leaning into this. She runs into via to Vexed, and she's like, "Hey, here are the photos." They, and and Vex is just like, "No, you're the reason we lost to Mickey James, and we didn't get to retire." Her. So they're like laser focused on this whole Mickey James retirement mm. thing. Giselle's like. That's not working for me. I'm, I'm breaking up with you. And she walks away. And Deanna tells Chelsea Green, well, now you can work on retiring Mickey James. So next week, like I said last week, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, we're doing it again. And I'm excited for that match, Cresta. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Because that with the other segment with Taylor Wilde coming up, I can't wait to see how this turns out. And also, I cannot wait for Giselle Shaw and Chelsea Green to eventually have that match. Because I think that's either going to be comedy or that's going to be really good. And I'd be okay with either one. I'd be okay with either one. We can, we'll just fast forward because it's kind of non-existent what happens. And like, yeah. it's all kind of backstage, uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Wilde runs into uh, Mickey James and is just like, hey, uh, I'm looking forward to our potential match. But first, you got to beat Chelsea Green. How about next week, Mickey James, I will be in your corner, says Taylor Wilde, to offset the Deanna Perrazzo situation. And Mickey's like, nah, no thanks. Trying to be, you know, super baby face. And Wild's like, cool, I respect it. So uh, good luck. And walks away and that's it. So. I mean, it was more like a, okay, hopefully I see you on the other side. And Mickey was like, hopefully. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like maybe think about it, but you're right. That super baby face, I can do it on my own. But girl, Deanna Perrazzo in her own right is a problem. If they jump you, Mickey. Super Mickey. Super Mickey James. Anyway, let's move on. Savannah Evans takes on Jessica because she's sick. She's got the death dolls with her. Savannah has Tasha Steeles. Tasha looking like a million bucks tonight. And on the mic has plenty to say. It looks like, like we said last week, Uh Savannah Evans, Tasha Steeles, they're going to start teaming up, which is about time. They're making Savannah Evans look powerful. And taking on Jessica is awesome because this is a, a like a power match between two of like the most physically imposing knockouts in the division. Yes. They are they are physically larger than every other knockout, and they just throw it all around. They go back and forth. They slap the shit out of each other, and they bite each other. <laughs> and they headbutt the shit out of each other. By the way, the torpedo headbutt from Jessica it looks real. Sorry to say, sick. Don't be sorry. That's great. <laughs> I it's good stuff. Evans hits that full Nelson slam, gets the win. Uh, Tasha Seals to tried to get involved, and the Rosemary and Ty got involved to get her off the ring apron. So it looks like we're going to do Death Dolls versus Evans and Steels, like you and I discussed, and they're going to mm-hmm. do that at Overdrive, really into that. 
when I started watching this match, all I could hear was Big E in my head. I don't want no 30-minute classic. <laughs> I want big, meaty women slapping meat. And that's exactly what I got. Savannah Evans looked fantastic here. Jessica looked fantastic here. And I was more impressed with Savannah Evans so far as far as she came, as far as she's come, I should say. And I was like, you look really good tonight. And the, and the headbutts to me were out of left field. And when she bit Jessica, I was like, crazy Steve is in the back. I was like, that's my line. That's my line. <laughs> I thought it was great. I was like, Decay is not the only people biting. And commentary put that over. I actually can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. All of their gear tonight looked good. Rosemary, Taya, and Jessica. And when Jessica answered the call, I really thought Jessica was going to win this match. Again, with the bamboozle. And when Savannah Evans pinned Jessica for all intents and purposes clean, Almost lost my hat, but still, it was it was so good. It was so good. I, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Big needy women slapping me. <laughs> and that's the thing when you get a match like this, like someone can easily come out to you and just be like, "Nah, they were working really slow." Well, you know what? This is the kind of match where mm -hmm. slow and plotting is perfect. They yeah. beat the shit out of each other, and that's what yeah. they're supposed to do because that that's the that, that's their size. They're beating the shit out of each other. I love that. Uh, and then M.A. Solko, who was live at the taping, said Jessica was mo more over than anyone else in Vegas. More than Joe Hendry? I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> it's the only thing. But that's awesome. I love it. Like, Jessica, th this they turned the corner with Havoc yes. when they did the Jessica uh, turn. And I love that. Now if Havoc comes back, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not. At first I was like, Jessica, mm, but now I'm like, damn, how y'all going to do that? Don't take Jessica. Like, I, I'm really loving the Death Dolls arc now. I don't want Rosemary yes. or anyone to be outside. I'm really loving them. And at first I was like, how is that going to work? And now I don't even want to think about how it's going to work. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, it was very close between Jessica and Joe Hendry. There you go. I love it. He's so um, I love Killer Kelly's promo in the back. It's very weird and very, it's not spooky. It's just unsettling. Yeah. It's very good. And she's like, you never know what you'll find behind the scenes. Something new, something fresh, something tempting to play with. And then she runs into Sandra and she calls her fresh meat and says, that'll do. Uh, for those who don't know, that's Sandra Moon, who has had many stints with uh, uh, GCW, with LA Fights, with basically all the GCW adjacent shows. I've seen her Party Hard Wrestling. Shout out to them in Phoenix. They don't exist anymore, but I loved them when they did exist. So Kelly and Sandra Moon are probably going to have a match uh, in the next week or two. Looking forward to that. Uh, what do you think of the promo with Killer Kelly and her new fresh meat, Sandra? This segment was the beginning of me saying, I'm going to call the cops. And Killer Kelly, uh, I like her creepy. It's creepy. Like you said, it's unsettling. But very much when she said that'll do, I was like, I'm calling, I'm calling the police right now because I know exactly how you give it up. I've never um, seen the young lady, Sandra Russell. So I'm looking forward to it. But I know what to expect, unfortunately, because I didn't get this girl an intro or nothing, Jesus. <laughs> so like Killer Kelly. You're doing a good job because I'm at the point I'm like, mm, I think I need to call the police. <laughs> Speaking of calling the police, Steve Macklin cuts a promo and he's he wants that world title. He wants that impact world title. And 
finally is all I can say. He he runs out. He's like, I'm sick and tired of people jumping the line. I beat all the big champions. The best impact has to offer. He, he beat Jay White. He beat Chris Saban. He beat Moose. Uh-huh. He beat Sammy Callahan. And he's just like, meanwhile, Frankie Kazarian gets to, dr- gets to jump the line. Bobby Fish shows up for a cup of coffee and he gets to jump the line. He's done. He's over it. He wants a world title. If that is the play for hard to kill, I hate it because I don't get Matt Cardona, but I love it because Steve Macklin is so good. And Mm -hmm. that is a match that I am ready for. Macklin in a world title match works for me. What do you think? Macklin was not wrong. Nothing he said was wrong. And like, yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a heel, whatever it is, but he's absolutely right. I beat up everybody and everybody and their mama needs to can come in and just skip the line because they got a chip on their shoulder. If I was Macklin, it's time to cause chaos. Everybody's running into everyone's message anyway. I'm running in until I get my title shot. I'm being a menace. And I hate to say that that's the only way to get through the Scott the Moore. <laughs> but literally, <laughs> it was honor no more's MO, and it worked every time. You just you just run in and you bully him, and he's just like, fine, I hate you. Do what you want. Because <laughs> if it. you wait, this is what's going to happen. He's not exactly. wrong. He's literally, Bobby Fish literally came in and was like, hey, how do you do? I want a title shot and got one. So he's he's not wrong. He's not wrong. All Bobby Fish had to say is it's my hometown. And that was it. And, and and Josh Alexander was like, ah, sure, why not? I'll beat your ass. Yeah, yeah literally. So, you know, it's time to start causing chaos. Time to turn it up like a child. <laughs> That's right. M.A. Solko donated a Humper Chat, by the way. If you go to HumperChats.com, you can get your question or statement right on the air. It says, I am here for Killer Kelly terrorizing random indie talent and flirting with NPC Velma. <laughs> That's not, not, I mean, not everyone could be a playable character. Come on now. <laughs> not everyone can look like Velma. What's wrong with Velma? She was solving the mysteries, group. Yeah, but everyone's trying to dress up as Velma. Anyway, not important. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. Who cares? Here's our favorite segment of the night. The Major Brothers are backstage. They're happy bros. They're referencing Heath and Rhino in 2016 SmackDown, which pops me because I love it. Talking about how Heath was the redheaded uh, rebel. And it's like, you should have just stuck with that. Rhino with his gore, gore, gore. And then they're like, they'll beat them and they'll never have to say his name. And he appears. So good. So good. Literally, when they said we'll never have to say his name, I literally yelled at the top of my lungs, say his name. And they literally started playing the song. I was like, yo, this gimmick, I don't care. Joe Henry for world champion. Sorry, Macklin. I know what I just said. (laughs) Well, maybe not the world championship right away because he's like, I really care about that digital media champion. And he he addresses the stupid title, Cresta. He says, I can't read this. I'm sorry your title's father is not more present in your life, but if you believe, maybe he can be. And then he walks away. And the first thing out of Matt Cardona's mouth, who was that guy? Why was he in the fridge? <laughs> Which, by the way, thank you for the super chat from Alan Khan saying Cardona had the line of the night. Why was he in the fridge? That's a good question. Why was Joe Hendry in the fridge? What do you think? Chat, feel free to chime in. Why was Joe Hendry in the fridge? My answer is you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. So that's why he was but in he's the cold. Fridge. He ain't warming up. He's cold. He's warm with the love of you. And every time you say his name, he appears. He was in there for five seconds. They said his name. He was able to get right out. You got to believe in Joe Hendry. I'm trying to sell it. I'm trying to sell it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to sell it to you. <laughs> uh, someone's saying you're yeah, probably getting a snack. Gets hot in Vegas. It does get hot in Vegas. It's a good point. He's trying to cool down because he's always hot. That's true. 
I mean, I enjoyed this. I was telling, again, I was trying not to spill all my beans off air that Joe Hendry's gimmick is up there with Orange Cassidy for me. This is 10 out of 10, would recommend. And if anyone tells you, yo, you know professional wrestling is fake, you show them Joe Hendry's vignettes and say, explain this. Explain this if it's <laughs> It's so good. It is so good. He, he could literally... He could he could literally do the Jay Lethal promo where he's arguing Ric Flair by himself, and I would still laugh. I would still laugh. It could be funny. I don't care. I don't care. I'm a I'm a stand. I'm a stand. I want to say he's great. He's great. <laughs> Joe Hendry, you're welcome to appear anytime here on this post show. Yes, you bring was- Swingman and with extra money. Can you imagine four of us, Swingman and Joe Hendry, Cresta Star and Joe Pearl, in one thing, just laughing for four hours? I would, I would pay good money to be on my own show. Four hours, <laughs> God damn! If we do four hours, we're just doing not it not four hours, four hours, oh, like four, like four several hours. I get it. Okay, <laughs> like four hours. God, we're doing that's this on lot. Twitch. Yeah, that's not, a lot. I talk my a lot, God. but not like that. <laughs> Let's go. Edward Edwards is in the desert. He's pacing around and he finally finds PCO. I guess he just wandered the desert. Did he have a horse with no name? I don't know. They fight. Thank you. Uh, America, by the way, not Neil Young. The band who wrote it is America. That's an awful name for a band. Anyway, PCO hits the mandible claw on Edwards when he finally finds him. So weird. They fight for a while. Edwards uses a giant rock and suplexes PCO onto a damn boulder. PCO springs back to life somehow. This is a ridiculous fight, by the way. I can't believe I'm reading notes about this. <laughs> Chokes, it's PCO springs back to life while Eddie Edwards is trash talking him. Choke slams Eddie Edwards onto the same boulder, grabs another boulder, and then Eddie finds a shovel somehow. I guess he had it with him because he was going to bury PCO alive, but I don't know where it came from because he didn't walk into frame with it, so the shovel just appeared. Anyway, he hits PCO with that shovel twice, takes him down, and then he buries PCO in rocks, and PCO is presumably dead. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I had my phone like this, ready to call in a murder. Because when he picked up the rock the first time, I'm like, you know that's murder, right? <laughs> the second time, I'm like, oh, this is definitely murder. <laughs> and by the third time, I was like, you know what? I'm sports entertained. My belief has gone out the window. You cannot kill that which has no life. <laughs> PCL's already dead. So I don't understand what you were doing. And then Just, when he... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Fin- finish your thought. And then when he put PCO under the rocks, all I could think of, first of all, he's not even under the rocks. Second of all, this would be a good time for you to do like the Undertaker with the left for dead. <laughs> it was a missed opportunity. Um, I was I was entertained. It was really bad that it was good. So, you know, kudos to that. Here's the thing. This is this is where everything just kind of like trumps our arguments here. We just laughed about a man appearing from a fridge out of nowhere for a good solid like three, four minutes. We talk about the undead realm uh, on, on the show. Um, right. We, <laughs> we wrestle house, you know, it existed. You're right. PCO being dead and a fight in the desert is kind of like low on the impact <laughs> scale of things that have happened. They, Not the impact zone, baby. <laughs> they kidnapped Samoa Joe once and drove him out to the desert. And then he came back like t- Two weeks later, not you know, a scar on him. It's wrestling. It's wrestling, baby. It don't matter. You're right. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's why you are my ride or die. Because when I get my delusions and grandeur, you bring me back in. You're right. This is what I really want to talk about. This was this was the moment for me. This is the beginning of something. Eric Young takes on Sammy Callahan for the first time ever in Impact. Actually, it was the first time ever anywhere. I went looking, and I have never seen Eric Young and Sammy Callahan in a one-on-one singles match. They teamed together in 2020 to take on Rich Swan and Edward Edwards, but they've never faced each other in singles competition. By the way, keep that tag team thing that I just mentioned. Keep that in mind, because I think somewhere in the not-too-distant future, we might be talking about a certain tag team that I just mentioned. So, match itself. Let's get to the match itself. It is really solid. Just two guys being the shit out of each other. Good stuff. 
a lot of slaps, a lot of chops on the outside. Sammy Callahan suplexes Eric Young to the outside and bites his ear because it's bite night. Thank you. That's a good one. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually they get into the ring, um, but not before Diener kind of like knocks down Callahan and Callahan scares the ref off. So Diener gets away with it. And then they do the whole match and then the match is fine. Let's just skip right to the end. Uh-huh. The Yellow Jackets, the Army of Violence come back. They're surrounding the ring. They swarm Callahan. Callahan tries to fight them off. And then they beat down Sammy Callahan. Diener backs off the Army. And he takes two guys, picks them up, and says, show yourselves. They uncover themselves. It's Alan Angels and Big Con, also known as Connor from the Ascension, for those who were WWE. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. You you popped me like a pimple right there. I was like, he looks familiar, but I don't want to disrespect this man. I guess mm. yes. okay, I continue. No, no, that, that that's it. The, the, Eric Young comes in, hits a sharp object on bloody Sammy. And then the guys, they all stand and they're happy and they're, you know, they're celebrating. So VBD adds two new members tonight. Shockingly, they've added, there you go. Alan angels and big con. That's Connor. And then you got Diener there. And the Army of Islands is still there. There's a woman actually in that bottom corner, I'm just noticing. But uh don't know if it's just an extra. Regardless, mm. how do you feel? Al- how do you feel about Alan Angels going from one group to another? I part of me feels like, damn, Alan Angels. But on the other side of me, it's like sometimes you being in a group can put pressure on you to stand out. And then if you do stand out in said group, it could do wonders for your career. Or if they oust, let's say, like a Diener has a change of heart or something like this, or they think, oh, Diener, you're wilding or whatever it is. Alan Angels could take Diener's place, and now you're instrumental. Now you're a big guy. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm willing to see where it goes. Impact is really good with that. On a personal level, when I first started watching wrestling in 2018, it was the very end of the Ascension's run. So to see Big Con, is it Big Con or Big Con? Big Con. But to see Big Con doing something, I am overjoyed. I'm happy as hell for him because I'm like, I don't know anything about him. And my little brother at the time was my wrestling scion, if you will, was like, no, they were really good. They were good before WWE. I'm like, I don't care about no Ascension. So to see him here, yes, yes, 4,000% yes. And I'm, I'm happy and pleased to give this man a fair shake. I am so happy for him. We said it from the, from the beginning. Well, from, ever since uh, Joe Doring had to leave, they got to add someone big. Yeah into violent by design i think big con is the right guy he he is very big especially standing next to alan angels mm. cody deaner eric young eric young is like he's wide but he's not tall alan angels is svelte he is he's much smaller than cody deaner and deaner was used as the smaller guy in the group so mm. they really found a way to kind of make a more robust violent by design with different body types and different sizes and i'm I'm liking Alan Angels and Big Con joining this group. Now, Alan Angels, and again, people are going to start with, oh, Alan Angels leaves one group that's failure and goes and joins another one. Nope, this is going to be entirely different. I think this is going to be Alan Angels not trying to be shrimp dick funny in AEW, which I I mean, I enjoyed it. He was funny. It was good on BTE. This is going to be Alan Angels, the unhinged, crazy Mm -hmm. human being. And I'm all for that. I like the idea because even... Through, if we're talking about the beginning from when Diener got kidnapped from um, from the Diener's till now, in my opinion, Diener's put on quite a bit of bulk. He's not the skinny guy that he started off being. He's he's a thick boy now. Not like um, what's his name from Aussie Open? Not Kyle. Not not Kyle. Not Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Yeah. Yeah. 
but he's gotten thicker now. Like he's he's no longer the smaller guy in the group. And I like the idea that um someone that said in chat, hey, um, Big Con and Doring in a group, if Doring like comes back, that'll be massive. Doring and Big Con as a tag team. Ooh, I want to see how that works out because that'll be a menace to the tag team division. It'll really give something of weight and meat if um they decide to go all in with Eric Young. And is it is it the is it the design or or the violence? What are he's calling his uh the, the yellow dudes? The army of violence. The because I wrote down they said two things like army of violence and um something else. Eh, either way. Either way, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And the army of violence could provide, hey, you guys suck. Oust these guys. Fresh meat. Until eventually people get tired and they out Eric Young and then Eric Young does a character thing. But until then, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Who knows? Eric Young could be the next guy out. But if you don't want to be the next guy out or the next girl out or whatever, whatever you are, you should subscribe to Fightful Select. For your five bucks a month, go to FightfulSelect.com. Let me tell you, today alone, we had updates on Cole Cabana and CM Punk. Yesterday, we had updates on Vince McMahon's status with WWE. Spoiler alert, he ain't never coming back. But we have more, more, more commentary on that and more news on that. MLW notes, you want the backstage report with Sean Ross Sapp every week, or maybe the list goes on. Podcast every day. We've got Alex Palowski sour graps. If you're still not enjoying WWE programming, well, Alex will tell you all about why he's not too, and he'll give you a little bit more uh, flourish as to why he doesn't enjoy it on sour grabs on fightfulselect.com. Five bucks get you started every day. They're dropping something new. So go ahead, check it out. It's worth every penny. And that's how you found out about my Wardlow interview and all the funny ass shit. He said to me, come on, war daddy, <laughs> war daddy, sex machine, sex object, sex pod individually. I don't know, whatever it is. Anyway, <laughs> Isn't he married? Anyways, you gotta watch the interview to find out. Watch the interview, that's right. I've got one coming out with Giselle Shaw soon. I actually, I should probably tell Sean that Giselle Shaw has a title match next week, so maybe we should have the interview drop next week. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, there's an interview with Giselle Shaw that I did that was actually really fun. Um, she's awesome. I mean, again, I, I know we put her over here, um, but every time we interact or see her on the show. Um, you can see she's getting better and, and you yeah. learn a lot from this interview. So I'm looking forward to people seeing that, but yeah, let's move on. Jordan grace walks into her locker room. She's like, I really got to put a lock on my door because <laughs> she goes in and stapled on the wall of that dressing room are all of Giselle Shaw's photos again. And then in comes a photographer introduces himself as Jay Vidal. Again, if you've seen Jay Vidal, uh, he did Effie's Big Gay Brunch this past year. Um, he's appeared on GCW. He's done other indie appearances. Uh, great up-and-coming wrestler. So Jay Vidal is here as Giselle's personal photographer and wanted to capture this moment in Jordan's locker room. And Jordan just beats the shit out of Jay Vidal and says, Giselle can have her shot next week. So I'm looking forward to that one. How do you think uh, Jordan did with Jay Vidal? This whole Vidal. This whole segment was clownery and I was here for it. I loved it. I loved it, honestly. I thought it was funny as hell. <laughs> like, all I could think of is not Masha back at it again. And then when I realized it was Giselle Shaw, I was like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> it was, I was sports entertained. I'm like, and this poor man about to get beat up by Jordan Grace. All he's trying to do is his job. And then it's like, I want to catch this moment. Giselle... I like you, but Jordan gonna beat you up. 
I want to see those two fights. I want to see. I do. Just, I just want to see Jordan Grace fight everybody at this point. Honestly, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Philly seventy six saying Giselle was great, giving photos to Tom and Matt while they were running down the matches for next week. I loved that too. Ten out of ten. Good ten stuff. out of ten. I more keep more of that shit, Giselle Shaw. More of that shit. Just it's so, <laughs> it's so trolly, but it's yes. so like just so full of herself, trolly that it just works. It makes sense. I love it. Even if you call back to the backstage interview, she's like, "Did you not like my pictures?" Like, no, you're the reason we lost. What was wrong with you? <laughs> yes, she's so self-involved. Oh my god, I, I get to ask her about the quintessential diva stuff, and the answer she gave was perfect. So, so keep an eye out for that. I, I'm going to keep talking that. about this interview till it drops. I, I was very happy with it. Uh, Moose and Ace Austin. I was very happy with this match. It was a big match about Ace's quickness and Moose's power. I like that Ace starts off hot and then Moose slows it right down. Just kind of exploits Ace's stature versus his own. At one point, Ace goes for the fold, and then Moose just beats him down with a giant Uranagi. Mm-hmm. Bully Ray comes down to confront and distract Moose. Moose is like, I'll show you how it's done and how to be a scumbag to Bully Ray. And then Moose goes for a spear on Ace Austin. Ace Austin gets out of the way. Bully yells, roll him up. So Austin, uh, Austin Ace Austin does that, gets the win. And then Bully and Moose jaw jack post-match. What do you think of the match? How do you feel? Ace Austin beats Moose. Again, with the bamboozle theme. So I'm going to talk about this in two ways. One, I remember when I first started watching Impact a very long time ago, Ace Austin was really out here trying to give the fold to Lish. And everybody hated Ace Austin because he was a a bit of a creep and a jerk. And all it took was one match with Moose being a bigger jerk, who I will say Moose right now is in his peak villain era. Like The way I see Moose come to the ring reminds me of Randy Orton maybe like a year or two ago when he was like, I'm just here to beat people up and leave. I I love this for Moose. And it really put over Ace Austin Shaw. So even if you're like, oh, he's still a little annoying, whatever it is, you had to respect it by the end of this match. Moose beat the shit out of Ace Austin. There's no nice way to put that. Like you said, especially when Ace went in for for the fold and he hit him with that big Uranagi, I felt that. I felt that in my back. Um, I don't know what Bully Ray was really playing at here. Do I think it helped or hindered? I mean, if Ace Austin was going to move either way, then yeah, I guess. But like this really put over, it made Moose look like more of a monster, but I think it's really put over Ace Austin strong. And I'm someone who was like, yeah, I'm not really a fan. But after tonight, I'm like, damn, Ace Austin, go get your money. You can really, that was good. That was good. That was a good match. And I'm surprised he won. I'm glad he won, but I'm surprised. It was a good match. Been saying for a while, Ace Austin is money. He's a mm-hmm. great talent. He's about to face Josh Alexander at a indie in Montreal. Uh, this, I think it's next week, and I won't be there because it, I'm not I'm not close enough to Montreal. But I know a lot of people are excited for that match because mm. Ace Austin, as a singles competitor, is really good. There was a time in Impact where, like you were saying, he was trying to hit that fold on Lish, and people were like hating him for it. Mm-hmm. There was such good heat on Ace Austin for a long time that people are ready to see him succeed further with impact wrestling. And I think there, there will be a time when Ace Austin gets to do that. Him and Chris Bay in certain terms are a future tent pole for that company. Yeah. We're almost there. We're, we're getting closer as for bully Ray coming out. I mean, the whole point that was bully wanted to prove to Moose and Bay or not to Moose, but prove to um, Ace of Bay's mm-hmm. that you can trust me. I didn't lay you out. I would have agreed with that. And I would have um, fallen out or fallen, fallen with that. But I thought when I read, I'll be honest, I read the spoilers when they do the tapings. 
But then I'm always wondering how they're going to tell the stories they get to the ring. Uh When I read Ace Austin defeats Moose, I thought that they were going to do a storyline where Moose admits that he beat up Ace Austin. And that's how they got here. They didn't do that. So now we're still open to the idea that Bully actually did it. And Moose is just being Moose. Because nothing's been explained. I mean, to be fair, to your point, like Moose being Moose, Moose has been doing, he's been doing this um, jerk, jerk shit since Josh Alexander, since he cashed in on Josh Alexander and even after. Always. He's, Moose yeah. has always just been a piece of shit. That's always yeah. been the Moose character in some way, shape or form. So it's like, not for nothing, Bully Ray, again, you got production working against you. If we take in this as is, you got production working against you, always showing your top 10 screwing people over. Every You screwed over everybody in, in the wrestling ring in Impact. So you got that working against you. I mean, I'm the person, like, if you're going to accuse me, I might as well be the bad guy at this point. So, like, part of me wants to feel bad, but you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. But, again, I don't see why you came down. I still think Ace Austin... May or may not have won here unless Moose was going to beat the shit out of him some more. But I don't think Bully Ray yelling at Moose would have made a difference. You know what I mean? No, but it feels like Bully and Moose are going to have a match. And, and I'm I'm probably going to enjoy it, to be honest. Oh, Especially yeah. Oh, yeah. a gimmick match. I'm going to listen. I will give this to, um, to uh, Bully Ray. He's still entertaining to watch in the ring. I'll give him that. And he two is. jerks fighting each other. Oh, yeah. Because no matter who wins, I win because you're two jerks. <laughs> Next week on the show, X Division title tournament semis. Trey Miguel takes on Mike Bailey. Uh, very much looking forward to that because that is a match that has uh, a lot of implications, not only for the X Division, but also just on the whole like Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel storylines that have been kind of on their way. Uh, Digital Media Championship match. Joe Hendry takes on Brian Myers. Excited for that. Knockouts title. Giselle Shaw takes on Jordan Grace. And like we said, Jordan Grace came around with photos for the guys at ringside while they were doing that promo. And then Chelsea Green takes on Mickey James. One last time, or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe this will be the last chance. Maybe this I, will be the, eh, eh, someone's I right. don't want Mickey James to lose to Chelsea Green here. I don't want this to be the end. I don't. I mean, like, I'm really rooting for you. I'm rooting for you, Mickey. I want her to go all the way. I'm rooting for her. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm on the train. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for her. You're on the last. It's not called the last ride. It's the last rodeo, right? It's the last rodeo. Yeah, yeah, one last rodeo. Yeah, I don't I know can, any country songs. No, neither do I. But I, I almost very silly start thinking as it's the last ride, and I'm like, no, no, she's that's Undertaker, she's not, isn't it? That's another. That's another guy from Texas that nobody wants to talk about anymore. Okay, bye. I'll be open to some. Well, he never appeared in Impact Wrestling, so why should we talk about him, right? Exactly. Get him out of here. (laughs) Ozzy Open returns to Impact to take on Josh Alexander and Frankie Kazarian in a match that, like you said, don't need a lot of notes for it. But, man, it was a solid, great match. Um, They come out without their New Japan Strong Openweight tag titles because they lost them recently to the Motor City Machine Guns. So, you know what? Like I said, do the match at Overdrive. I'd love to see Motor City Machine Guns versus Ozzy Open. I would love to see that match for the Neverweight, not Neverweight, sorry, the strong openweight tag titles. Um, talk about the match. What did you like? What stood out to you? And then we can, I can give you the, the, the play-by-play. This match was so good. I do not know how else to tell you guys. I, I literally have no notes because my first note is, Wow, they're a bang- their opener music is a banger. And then after that, from the beginning of the match 
all the way to the end. It was move after move after move. Um, Kyle Fletcher is wise beyond his years, and commentary said that too. He is so smart. Whether he was um pulling, I think there was one there was one time where um Kyle Mark Davis got stuck up in the ring and then the, in the um what is this thing called? The ropes. And then Kyle Fletcher, I think, tagged him because we had Kazarian on his arms and was able to like, it. I don't know how to explain it. It was so good because this was me the whole match. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my, I literally have no notes. I feel so bad for saying that, but that match tonight was so good. I want to see Ozzy open every week, every week at Impact Wrestling. And in another lifetime, Josh Alexander and Frankie Kazarian really could have been a tag team, world tag team champions. And I can see why the North and why SCU got to where they were, because this is ridiculous. It was so good. Joel, I feel like a fraud right now. So please. <laughs> Just very effective tag team wrestling. That's really all, all you got to know. Like they open up with Kaz and, and Kyle Fletcher chain wrestling. And of course, Josh and Mark Davis are like the hosses in this match so they they slap fight each other mm. kyle fletcher by the way they they said he tr- started training at 15 years old krista do you know how old kyle fletcher is you're gonna tell me something ridiculous like 21 he's 23 i mean honestly he's very ta- they are very talented together and the chemistry between these two young men and these two veterans especially like <clears throat> I can't put over Frankie Kazarian enough because he is your wrestling uncle, bro. He is so good. You would swear they've had 50 matches together already. It was re- it was superb, superb, superb. There's some really good spots in here. I mean, they do the double submission spot where Alexander has the ankle lock and Fletcher super kicks Alexander and then Davis super kicks Alexander. Oh, this is before the, the double spot. Um, Alexander gets the ankle lock and then Fletcher super kicks Alexander. Then Davis breaks out of the ankle lock, super kicks Josh Alexander. Then they both super kick him and then they both try the, the assist at a comma slam. But then Kazarian makes the save. There's some really good double teaming from Kaz and Alexander as well. We talk about the double submission, but then Fletcher throws Alexander into Kazarian and Davis. Um, there's an inside-out suplex towards the end of the match from Josh Alexander to Cal Fletcher. Meanwhile, Kazarian hits the slingshot cutter on Mark Davis, gets the pin. That's the match. Kazarian pins Mark Davis. They're doing this weird thing, Cresta, where like the families of the challengers are sitting next to Josh's wife and kid. <laughs> they do. They did it this round with Tracy Brooks. They did it with Lish. They they probably have done it with others that I'm forgetting recently. I, Bobby Fish's family would have been there, but unfortunately, they're all dead for like thousands of years. So that's uh, true. That, He's yeah, a vampire. Yeah, exactly. So he his his family couldn't make it, but uh, everyone else's uh, family seems to be there for every single Josh Alexander defense. Uh, who, like, I guess Steve Macklin. They'll have Deanna Perazzo sitting 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 at the sitting there, just like just watching while. Jade and, and, and Jet are in that ringside. Either way, it's a weird thing they keep doing here at Impact where like <clears throat> Josh's wife and child are at ringside. So the opponent's wife and child should also be there too. It's very strange. I mean, it's all about family. Something, something Vin Diesel. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, I wanted to say really quickly too that the finish I thought was very smart. You get Kazarian to have the pin and it really puts over like, hey, you know, for all intents and purposes, again, Josh Alexander was not in the ring, and it was just Kazarian and Fletcher. I mean, um, Davis. So you could totally say that, oh, Kazarian, all he needs is that one shot, and it could be out of Josh Alexander's hands. So I thought it was great. 
I thought that whole match was great. Setting up into overdrive, I thought was great. I can't wait for next week. Thursday, it was great. Like, Impact Wrestling tonight, you did that. You did that. And it's true. Uh, having Kazarian get the pin makes Kazarian look <laughs> like more, uh, has more momentum. Uh, yes. And they're going to keep playing off of that, which is good stuff. At the end of the night, Kazarian hoists the Impact World Championship, and then he sees his wife and his kid, and he decides to do the right thing, gives the title back to Josh Alexander, shakes his hand, raises his hand, says, I'll see you in a few weeks. I like the way that Impact went off the air very early this week. But yes. regardless, not important. M.A. Solko has the last word. Please have Swinger get a shot with his family in there. Who's his family? Zicky Dice and the Swing <laughs> it'll be Yeah, it'll be Zicky and the Swingerellas, and that's all I need. Honestly, you know what? Swing man for Impact Championships. I'm sorry, Josh Alexander, but your time is now. <laughs> Have Johnny Bravo there too, just being the guy who's like sitting in the corner, like arms crossed, sitting there and being like, I'm only here because my wife is friends with him. I could literally see that happening. I mean, but I mean, Johnny Bravo did get shot. So I too would be upset about a lot of things. <laughs> it's true. I would too. A, a solid night of Impact Wrestling. I don't think we have... Too, too much to say. If you had to rate this episode out of five, Crystal, what do you got? I don't really have a down point to even say I could take a point off. Out of five, I would give it a five. I was thoroughly sports entertained. The fact that I literally could not write anything for that last match because I felt like I would miss something and then still feel like in recanting this to you, like I, I, can't, I can't even think of it because everything happened so fast. Impact, 10 out of 10 would recommend... Watch this tonight's episode from BTI. If you watch every match, it was pretty funny. Like, listen, yeah, we witnessed the murder. <laughs> but PCO's already dead. So, I mean, did you kill a zombie? Uh, and it's professional wrestling, you know. Don't, don't think too much about it. <laughs> I was expecting the final shot in the desert to be PCO, like his hand lifting up suddenly out of the yeah, grave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> out of the rocks. And all of a sudden, you just hear the music go, like <laughs> On Family Guy? I'd be with it. I'd be with it. PCO needs to come back from the dead. More violent, more angry, more PCO. <laughs> okay, I guess we do have to talk about it because now it's been super chatted by Graham. Does the we do, we do. <laughs> Jeff, Jarrett, <laughs> nuts. Jeff Jarrett, former TNA owner, founder with his daddy. Jeff Jarrett appeared on AEW programming. He's been hired by All Elite Wrestling uh, presumably to do some some live event development, so maybe some uh, some house mm. shows in the future. What do you think of Jeff Jarrett's first night in uh, in All Elite Wrestling last night on the show? What do you think? Let me tell you something about Jeffrey Jarrett. He is always going to find a way to finesse a check out of a wrestling company. I he, cannot be mad at that. <laughs> he's Johnny Swinger personified. He's Johnny Check. <laughs> His name is Johnny Check. Like one of. One of my fondest, I guess, like, shoot me moments of wrestling was the first time I ever heard of Vince McMahon getting screwed over because I was a little bit too young for um, Ultimate Warrior screwing Vince over, but I wasn't too young to hear about Jeff Jarrett saying, I'm not showing up. You better give me an undisclosed amount of money. And then to see him go from promotion to promotion to promotion, you can hate him, but he stays with the check and he stays with the job. You, Respect you it. cannot be mad at that. And I mean, as much as you can be mad at like, me, he, he's always, he's going to be in every company. He's going to be in every company. He's in every company, bro. He's inevitable. He's inevitable like Ace Austin. He's inevitable. <laughs> A very important question for the chat. And then for those of you who are going to comment afterwards, because 
as you may or may not know, uh, if you if you comment on the video, it helps get the people out in the algorithm town seeing us. So comment on the video afterwards, but also tell us, will you buy all elite gold from Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> I didn't mean to make that face, but I mean this with the utmost respect. If you told me Jeff Jarrett was a snake oil salesman, I'd believe you. <laughs> so I don't know if I can buy anything from him. And not ex- if I buy it from him and whatever happens to it happens to it, that's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Jester Designs actually closes us off tonight, I think. I hope. I don't know. You can keep sending us money and we'll keep talking, I guess. Uh, it says, first time I get to Super Chat Live, Cresta, I need your pop collection. Honestly, off wrestling topic, I don't really collect pops. Every pop that you really see up here is from me. I'm a super hardcore video game con goer. So half of these are from like, hey, you come, the first 500 people who come in, get in free and get a free gift. And free fits in my budget. <laughs> free 99. It's my favorite price to pay. Exactly. If it's free for you, I'm coming too. <laughs> Well, it's free to leave a thumbs up here at youtube.com slash Fightful. If you're watching us on Facebook or on Twitch, wherever you are, thank you. Leave it the thumbs up. Comment on the video. If you're here in the chat, thank you. It was great to see you. We had a great night talking about Impact Wrestling. Cresta, tell the people where they can find you and what you got going on. Tell them about gaming gone weird. Guys, if you are a fan of this podcast, you will definitely be a fan of Gaming Gone Weird on Know Your News. Myself and Joel's, sorry, too many J's I work with, Jules the Human, we talk about weird gaming news, feel-good gaming news. It's just really weird, and it's Gaming Gone Weird. Check us out over on KYN, Know Your News. That's going to be 3 p.m. on Saturdays, Eastern Time, I guess 2 p.m. Central 1 p.m. PST. Please help me with my conversions. You can also find me on Twitch on Mondays and Wednesdays, twitch.tv slash Cresta Star. I react to AEW and WWE Live, and I'm always here every Thursday with Joel Pearl. And I don't know if you guys heard, we will be covering the pay-per-views from Impact, the live events from Impact. So whenever there's a live event, Joel Pearl and myself will be here giving you the scoops, the inside scoops. Joel Pearl, where can they find you? Well, first of all, like Cresta was saying, again, we're going to have the pay-per-views, the Impact Plus and Impact Live events, starting with Overdrive on November 18th. We might not do the the the, the show post-show right after that because there's a live Rampage, there's SmackDown, it's Full Gear Weekend, Full Gear is the next night, so we're going to figure it out. But regardless, we'll be doing those from here on out. If you didn't already know, now you know. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye.